Welcome to Mindful Talk, brief conversations about mindfulness in the workplace and at home. I am your host, Lauren Wessinger. And I'm your host, Misty Anderson. And this podcast is brought to you by The Mindful Project. The Mindful Project helps you elevate the culture of your business by bringing mindfulness practice to you and your staff through in-person and virtual learning. Contact us through our website, themindfulproject.co, for more information. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, Misty and I are here to talk about hobbies, if you have them, what they are, why they're important. So we're excited for this fun and pretty lighthearted conversation today. Yeah. And, you know, when we were talking about this beforehand, I said, what's the definition of a hobby, Lauren? She's like, I don't know. And I was like, I don't really know either. I think we all know, but in terms of like what the dictionary says, it says an activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure, which is like such a good definition. And when I hear the word pleasure, this is weird. This is just what my brain does. It sometimes has it to guilty. So guilty pleasure. And I recently was watching a show and it was like, why do we call it a guilty pleasure if it brings us pleasure? Like, why does it have to be guilty? And so I think about some things that do um, bring me pleasure. They're not necessarily a hobby, but some of those are like shows that I like that all kind of have a theme. So it is kind of like a hobby, but I wouldn't tell anybody about them. So this is hobbies are things you would tell people about and there shouldn't be any guiltiness associated with them. And I think it's funny because when we were talking about this beforehand, Lauren was like, what are my hobbies? (laughs) It's crazy to think about. You kind of have to step back and ask yourself that question. And so for me, so I'll be really honest. I am I live with a human, another human that is so talented in so many aspects and has so many hobbies and is so into his hobbies that it's like a motivational, you know, a walking little motivational tool around me all the time because I see him. My husband is an artist and he's a runner and he really puts himself in both of those very healthy worlds as far as races and um, as far as school and just drawing for pleasure. And so being around that made me a couple of years ago say, what do I do for me? Like what, and what, what's realistic? Because let's be honest, like I'm a mom, there's people around me all the time. And so what can I commit to that? I won't get frustrated because I'm now trying to fit this hobby in somewhere. And so, um, my biggest one that I learned was bread, right? I jumped on the sourdough bandwagon when it became early in the pandemic, which has been transformative for me in so many ways. Um, yoga is my own, right? I do that too. And I know that's something you and I share. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think yoga is a hobby. I mean, for me, it's more like, um, my air, you know, like, I don't even know if I can call it a hobby. You know what I mean? I know I I totally agree with you, (laughs) but in terms of what most people think it does bring us pleasure. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and we do it 
to feel good and to support our well-being. But you're right. I couldn't live without it. Right. It's kind of like, I mean, I don't really even like using this word for yoga, but it's become like my religion, my philosophy, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. I mean, in the definition of hobby, it does for the most part, bring me pleasure and, um, you know, something that hopefully I'll, I'll work on forever. Um, you know, I think of hobbies a lot, like not everybody that listens has children, right. But, Mm -hmm. uh, many of you do. And I think of hobbies as the things that, that like, what am I going to do when my kids are out of the house and I'm retired? I mean, I have a long way to go till that point, but, but I want to make sure that I have my own stuff going on so that I don't hit um, 65 years old and wonder what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. You know, I look at um, my dad and my stepmom and they have so much going on and they haven't been working um, in in the traditional sense in a long time. I mean, she paints and he is just nonstop with different things and And so I think of that, like, what are my interests outside of my work, outside of my job? Because the truth is we have a lot of life, hopefully ahead of us. And I want to make sure that I remain interested and just keep expanding my mind and learning new things. Um, And you and I definitely both share the hobby of reading. And I think, yes, I'm so grateful for that. Not everybody is a reader and fine. Right. But I'm grateful that I find pleasure in it, that I enjoy it, that I can read fiction, nonfiction, um, you know, everything and just get so much out of it. I know a lot of people that don't classify themselves as readers, but they've switched to audio listening and it's really been transformative for them. So if you like, I mean, I know people that are like, I want to read books, but like, it's just not my thing to sit down and I get distracted and if that's your thing and you've never tried audiobooks, I'm telling you, it's really wonderful to hear somebody tell a story in your ears and you get to listen and picture it how you want to. Audiobooks are such a game changer, in my opinion. Um, there's, I like to listen to some and I like to read some and I usually am listening and reading one at the, at the same plus learning something from another. Um, so reading is definitely a hobby for sure. Um, and I think through my reading, um, that has grown my love for writing. And, you know, my grandmother used to tell me if you're a reader, a good reader becomes a writer. And it always stuck in my head and I have no idea why. And now as I kind of transform and I kind of think about my voice and what I have to give back, um, that reading and understanding and researching has now turned into, oh, wow, like I can write this. And what's crazy too, is like, if you've ever thought about writing, there's so many different ways you can go about it today. If like typing or physically writing is difficult for you, because I'll be honest, that's difficult for me. So I do a lot of transcription when I'm walking and I have ideas or thoughts or characters or whatever it is, I just pull up my phone and go to my voice memos and it records it and it's great. And it transcribes it for me. We have the power of technology at our hands. So if writing is like in there and you feel that like scratch that itch, because man, it's a beautiful hobby in itself. And I'm just now discovering that people used to always tell me like, Oh, you should journal. And I was like, Oh, I don't know what to write. Like, it seems stressful to me. So I basically went and got one of those journals. that's like 300 writing prompts and 
I just open it up. And, and if what I see doesn't speak to me, I just flip to another one. I mean, there's tons of them. So, and then I just write a little bit about it. And what I found is then I end up writing quite a bit more. And so I'm starting to squeeze that in more, which makes me feel like it's becoming a really good hobby. Yeah, definitely. Anything new, it's like getting over that hump of just starting and then it starts to, to expand and kind of snowball. We do a lot of, well, we attempt a lot of uh, plant work, gardening, et cetera, yes. in our house. And so right now, and it's a sweet little thing to do. Like I have the kids help me when I'm out of town because we're sprouting some seeds right now for herbs. Um, usually I buy like the little tiny already sprouted plants and plant them, but now we're using seeds and we're going to see how that goes. Um, so anything, I, I think anything too health related can be a hobby from gardening to growing your own food to, um, gosh, you know, my husband is 45 and he plays basketball several mornings a week with other 40 something year old men at LA fitness. I mean, they play so hard and they get injured all the time and they (laughs) freaking love it. They're all old basketball players from, you know, high school. Some of them played in the NBA, some of these guys. And, um, yeah. I mean, he wakes up at four 30 to go do that. He finds so much joy in it and there's, you know, it's for nothing. It's just a hobby, but he loves it. Well, and I'm sure that didn't just like that door didn't just like creak open. He did some work to get to where he is with that group and the plant. Yeah. And that's what I want people to understand. Hobbies don't just fall in your lap. Like I, the love that I have for bread and the amount of impact it's had on me and my family didn't just willy nilly in my lap. I was literally searching for something that I could do while everyone else was around me. And I was still really in the house, but I could kind of be in a bubble for just a minute and do that and dial in. I searched no joke. Cause I'm like, yoga is great. And I love yoga, but hello, there's kids around all the time. And like 90% of the time I'm fine with that. And I'm moving my body and whatever be loud, but 10% of the time I need quiet, like zone in, you know, drop in. And so yoga didn't fit the bill, but bread did. And so that didn't just happen overnight. It literally was me doing a lot of like following other people, watching their journey. How would that fit in my life? Do I connect with that? Like, why do they do what they're doing? And, you know, um, asking questions to people that do that a lot. And there were certain things that I thought I would maybe try. Like I was going to get back in. I used to cross stitch back way back in the day and I was going to cross stitch. And anyways, it just went into a wormhole and there was just all these little like, and it, I just didn't connect with it, but that was one of the things I thought I was going to try. And so when you kind of go and think about it as your homework, like what is my hobby? And if I don't have one, what do I enjoy? Start there. Like, and I'll be really honest. I have this weird pie in the sky dream of being a tennis player. (laughs) I've never played tennis. It's so on my bucket list because I am a golfer and golfer is a longevity game where I can play it. I haven't played it in three years, but I can promise you I can go and pick up and be somewhat okay to play in a few weeks. Right. And I can do that until I'm old. 
tennis is kind of in the same bucket. And so I've always really wanted to have that. Plus I really love tennis courts and I like watching it on TV, but again, I have no skills. And so when I was looking at these hobbies, I was like, yep, it's tennis, definitely going to do tennis. <sighs> tennis is not something, it's not bread. Like you really need to be out there and doing it and kind of have somebody teaching you and watching you. And so make sure you're realistic. Because like I said, I, I, tennis has been way on my radar before bread. <laughs> I love it. You could, you could start anything. And I think you're right that sometimes even your hobby can require a ton of effort and there's even frustration involved. I mean, I know on your sourdough journey, there's been much frustration, mm -hmm. but that's okay. I mean, that's part of the journey. So I think sometimes we're like, oh, it just takes too much effort. I can't imagine doing that. I know some people have some fear about starting something new and getting out there, but how good for us to get out of our comfort zone with something that could possibly be really rewarding and enjoyable because let's face it. I mean, most of this country, if not most of the world, I don't know about the world, but most of this country isn't exactly doing their dream job. I mean, this whole idea of dream job and follow your dream mm. is sort of like a privileged thing. Most people are working in a job they need to feed their family. You know what I mean? And yeah, there's some joy there sometimes. And, and I'm sure there's some really good days, but, but our job is one thing. Our hobby is another. Our work in the world is a third right? So maybe our work in the world is our activism. Maybe our activism is a hobby and it's how we spend a lot of our time and we enjoy getting out there for the good, you know? So what you do outside of traditional work can look like anything. Yeah, you're exactly right. It can be, a, I used to, when I would see <clears throat> Barrett, like really what, like he had that whole theater built and he really dives into movies and I'm not joking. Like he reads the credits and I used to always think it was a little wonky. And then the more, I guess the more I, my mindfulness practice grew, the more my lens changed. And the more I saw that movies are a really like impactful like reading, it's his reading. It's how he can see someone else's perspective and then understand it a little bit different and connect with it. Um, and it brings him a lot of joy. And I wish that I was that person. I'm not a huge movie person. Not like I don't love movies, but I'm not a huge TV in general person. I like books because books are always better and everybody knows that. Um, but he enjoys movies. And so that I put that in a, a hobby bucket for him because it is so, I mean, he even has like, he loves horror movies and all that kind of stuff. So he has like the little figurine, the horror people in his office. And it's definitely a hobby for him, which is not what you would put like in a normal hobby bucket. He is good at his hobbies. He, yes. I've, I told I've you. I always remember this about you and him. Like he's always got something going on. Yeah. He's, he's a woodworker. He's a runner. He really, I mean, he likes to keep his mind as focused on one thing as he can, because yeah. otherwise I think it bunny trails off. Um, and so it's very inspiring to watch him because he does really do a really good job at his at his crafts, like his art has been so transformative. And what I've learned through his art is that 
photography is something that I also love that I didn't, I just thought I was snapping photos with my iPhone. But the truth is, is like, it brings me a great deal of joy to get a really good picture and to see something later of my kids and to capture a moment. And by no means do I want to take any classes or go to any schools for it, but it's something I really enjoy. And I, I would like to be a little bit better so that I could, you know, do it for myself, but that's it. And I never like claimed that as a hobby, but watching him through what he's transformed into art has led me to be like, Hey, photography's art. Of course I knew that, but I didn't attribute to what I was doing because I'm not a photographer. You know what I mean? But I don't have to be a photographer. It can be fun to me without doing any kind of training. And iPhones do most of it for you. Right. So true. (laughs) So true. Technology. Right? Yeah. I think the bottom line is just, you know, first of all, it's okay if you're like, oh, I don't think I have any interests. You are not alone if you're not even sure what you're interested in. And you're either working and have a family and have no time or you're close to retirement and you're like, I don't know what I'm into. I mean, I'm interested in a nap, right? I'm interested in a nap. you feel that, I also feel that. (laughs) Napping is definitely a hobby. Yes. Amen. (laughs) Brings pleasure. And it's something that I'm working on getting more of. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And, and so it's okay. Like, gosh, no shame if you're just not sure what your interests are, but, but know that it's like any relationship putting a little bit of effort into and kind of opening yourself up. Like I want to be interested in something other than work and family, just be open to it. What's out there for you. There's so much, some of it costs no money. Some of it costs thousands and thousands of dollars. It depends on your situation and your life. Um, but just being open to what's out there and it really helps, especially as we move out of the pandemic to help us re-engage, um, that, that system of social engagement in our nervous system is so important and it's been so lacking. And I think that's why a lot of people have been just so affected. Our social engagement is down. And I know as I get out into the world more, it's hard. Like I have to relearn that skill of being around people, like physically, energetically having a conversation. I mean, all of it feels brand new. Like, like I'm a child doing this for the first time. And, and so just getting out there and and relearning that skill of, of being in the world. So good. Yeah. And I think like what you said, opening yourself up to, if you see an offering, you know, some, something presents itself to you, like someone invites you to a class, a pottery class, someone invites you to a drawing class, whatever it is, just, even if you don't, even if that thing is like, I don't really want to go and like a million other things I should do, like try to make this like a a priority for you because from it will come growth from it will come joy and from joy comes a whole bunch of other things that will make the, all the other stuff going on in your life so much better. Right. I, it, it is, it's especially when you're in the thick of things as parenthood, it's very easy to lose that. Uh, hello, raise your hand. I'm raising my hand. If you can't see me, that's how I got myself to bread. I needed something that was for me that I knew how to do that. It was my thing. And I, it was in my head and I could concentrate on it. Think about it. If you, if this whole conversation speaks to you and you're like, I don't have anything 
and I just would like a nap, you know, think about something. If that's the case, maybe you need to look into restorative yoga. If, if being tired and being exhausted is truly like something that you're struggling with, because that's why you can't find a hobby. Let me tell you, restorative yoga, you can do it through Lauren on her app. You can, there's tons of places that offer it probably in your area. It is a beautiful resting practice. You don't need to be flexible. You're not going to do handstands. It is a resting type of yoga and it's so good for your nervous system. I can't, I mean, we preach about it all the time It because it is at the core of me um, and it will help you if that is, that, I mean, that's what got me into yoga. I got in because restorative, that exact reason. And then here I am today doing more what you call traditional yoga, but that's what got me here. So there's really for everybody, no matter where you're at and in what situation, there is a way for you to figure out a hobby of some sort that you would enjoy, but it's not going to fall on your lap. Yeah, it's beautiful. And a hobby is something you do for no reason other than something that brings you joy. And if there's some outcome, great. But like yes. when in life do we have things that we can do with no expected result? We just yeah. do it for the sake of doing it and for the sake of the process. It's not about earning money. It's not about production and being efficient. It's just, it's just living life presently and really allowing yourself to get lost in something that interests you. It's, it's such a gift. I agree. Well, I've really enjoyed this conversation. Um, it's made me think about some areas I actually want to like grow mm, a little me too. in regards, um, which is good because it's kind of pushes me in a, a positive way. Not like a hobby should be a, you know, a, you need to do this thing, but it, there's things on your heart and I know, you know, what I feel like same thing. The writing, the book has always been on my heart. Learning tennis has always been on my heart. I don't know tennis today, but I can pretty much promise you I'll figure out a way to learn tennis at some point. For sure. And it's not about being good at it. Right? No. Like and I was about to say, I will not be good at it, but I will be so proud that that's been in my head for 20 years. And then I learned how to do it. Right. Like I love to paint watercolor. It's never that pretty, but just the <laughs> process of watercoloring is so relaxing. And yeah. most of it, I just throw away, but I just love the the process. That's what my girls do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they love it. And then it usually goes in most of it in the trash, right? It's therapeutic. I think that's beautiful. Well, I encourage all of you to take a step back, maybe take a breath after this podcast and just ask yourself the question. What is my hobby? If I don't have one, what interests me? I think it's a really great question for yourself. And I appreciate you guys being here today. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Hope everybody's doing well. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to Mindful Talk. We don't take it lightly that you spent your time listening to our podcast. And we are forever grateful. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Welcome to a more mindful way of living and working.